Alright guys, welcome back to Little Man Big Conversations. I am extremely honored to have the guy who first taught me how to bump, how to sell, and hey, he was the first wrestling guy that almost made me shit myself. <laughs> he is the intimidating force known only as Ash, and he's here with me today. Ash, how are you, man? Alright, how are you? Uh, intimidated. Because nice. <laughs> it's Ash. I'm, I'm a lovely individual. Well, to me at least. Ask my parole officer, he'll tell you I'm great. <laughs> he hasn't been heard of in quite some time. Yeah, no, you gotta find him. Bro. Finish. Finish shovel. <laughs> Man, for those that are listening to this podcast, some of, some of them may know, um, through the stories that I've told in previous episodes on this podcast, may know of my history with you, but firsthand, do you remember me coming into the gym and joining IPW many, many, many moons ago? Yes. Okay. I do. And how was that for you? Because I remember and I wasn't... Uh... I basically thought, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, look, you... you but this guy that dances, he's not going to be a wrestler. Yeah. No, that's... Uh... That's, you're uh, definitely on the money for that one, because I remember thinking, hey, Blaze took me to training, he had his debut match with you, which is the one I went and saw, and I thought, you know, this, I had this high school sort of vision and dream with him to always be him being the wrestler and me being the manager, and I thought, man, if there ever was an opportunity to do this, this is going to be the time. And I, for some reason, I don't know why, I cannot clarify why I thought this, but I did think it... I think maybe I thought, hey, if I wear my gigantic red jumper, the one that I wore while dancing, and I wear it to training, they'll know who I am. And that way it'll kind of be like, oh yeah, he was on that show and did that funny thing that we all maybe saw. I realized walking in with that jumper, that was probably the biggest target on my back with a neon Las Vegas sign saying, get a load of this loser, because no one cared. But I remember walking in with Blaze, I remember sort of dodging the glances of everyone sort of being like, WTF is this? And I always remember going into Hawk's little office with Blaze and him saying, hey, hey Hawk, this is my mate James, he wants to join up. And I was like, hi. And I remember he spun around, he took his glasses off and he goes... Oh, yeah, the fucking dancer. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, no, yeah. no. That, you're talking about that great big red flanny with the flash on it. Yeah, that yeah. huge jumper I had for years. Yeah, I uh, I don't know where it went. I honestly, I moved house many years ago and no idea. Just <laughs> gone. I still have the shoes. I still have the shirt, but that jumper lost to the ether. But I, in, in going back on what I said, I always remember that like your impact on my career because you were the first one to fight my friend on a live event and I remember thinking he's dead <laughs> he's got no chance do you remember that show uh honestly probably not <laughs> if I think about it I probably could yeah um, it's <laughs> As you said before, I had to be reminded actually who won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you won. You ended up winning. Yes. That's cool. That's a one in the column for me. <laughs> yeah. um, that would have been at the Bicentennial Centres. Yeah. Shows we did. Yeah. We was... actually yeah, had a, a proper backstage area with like makeup lights and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Um, and we, did we have the, the barricade fencing at that point or just the tables? Um... I think there was fencing around the entrance, mm -hmm. um, but we had the curtains shut, so it was, yeah, you could just see the entrance. But um, you know, there was a commentary desk, there was the curtains, there was the entrance, 
and I think the rest of the doors were just sort of locked, like you couldn't yeah. get in by the outdoor entry or something like that. The thing I do remember is that yeah, you doing getting up doing the dance off. Oh Jesus! You remember that? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Did you see that? Oh, I saw that. I was uh, I had I think I'd already faced Blaze by that point. Okay, yeah. And I'd gone out around the back and was hanging around the back at like the entrance. Yeah. Where people came in, I was hanging around there looking, and yeah, this very <laughs> short little man <laughs> in a bright red, gigantic flash. Zip up hoodie, yeah, dancing to Michael Jackson. Yes, and the only thing I, went, I went, What the fuck is going on? I'm sorry, it was my literally my first day. After that, yeah, okay, well, you can dance. I can't dance. I, yeah. uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my first exposure to wrestling, and I quickly joined up, I think. Pretty much the next time it was available, I think maybe even the Monday. And it was the longest Sunday of my life. And I remember joining on Monday, coming in with that jacket and just being like, why did I wear this jacket? But in saying that, uh, I always just envisioned myself as a manager. Um, and it wasn't until Blaze got accidentally hurt one show that the idea came about where, hey, Maybe his manager should should wrestle. Now, I like I said, I never thought I'd ever wrestle. I just thought I'm going to manage because I didn't think um, with, the, with the amount of talent that was there and the history that company had, I just never thought a guy my size would have a place in there. And that wasn't what anyone was doing. Remember the slogan on the back? Because his size doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that wasn't, like I said, that wasn't anyone else's doing. No one else made me feel like that. I was feeling like that because I was like, I don't, I thought it would be like even insulting to start, but as luck would have it, um, you know, I started watching the training and I, th I think yourself and uh, sweet ass were hosting the, the training at that point. Um, but I definitely remember being in the ring with you and starting to go through that system where we all lined up and we're doing the bumps and things like that. And I had my famed come to Jesus moment where I bumped and I went, Oh God. And you just went, yeah, welcome to wrestling. Um, did I do the typical thing after you bump it in, you sit there gasping for breath, I say, oh yeah, breathe out when you hit the mat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that lovely uh, safety instruction after the fact. Yeah, I, love, I do it on purpose, <laughs> you know that, don't you? Oh, oh, thank you. Twelve years later, now I know you do it on purpose. <laughs> Let's see if this person knows how to take a bump. <laughs> breathe out when you hit the mat. Oh, yeah. And then you have to go bang, you'll breathe out, and then you, oh, man, you say, oh yeah. And you need to tuck your head just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. That was exactly what happened. I bumped, I a little bit winded, and uh, yeah, I was told after to breathe out. But um, it was actually, I, 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 tell, <laughs> I tell this in one of the episodes, um, I think it's the second episode of this podcast, where I say um, two of the first people to actually go to Hawk at that time and say, hey, you need to see his impressions because they're on point. One of them was you, because I remember doing it during the end of training. I think we had, like, I vaguely remember, like, free time happening yeah. at the end of training where it was like, okay, muck around with a bag. Yeah. There's something you want to learn that's not the fundamentals. We can, depending on how safe it is or how advanced it is on yeah. your skill level, maybe we'll learn it. Yeah. Playtime. Yeah, playtime. And uh, I think I did, like, the, the either the pedigree or, or the spine bus that this gigantic blue boxing bag and uh 
I remember you laughing, being like, that was pretty on point. And then, yeah, shortly after that, um, yeah, Hawk came out and he's like, what are you doing? And he goes, you, I remember you being like, you need to see this. And I did it. And then Hawk just laughed and he said, you want to do that on the show? Uh, okay. He goes, cool. Next show, you're fighting instead of Blaze because he's hurt. Ah, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was my Who first... Who did you face? Hey? Who did you face? Um... So Blaze managed me, but he couldn't work because he was hurt. So it was me with Blaze managing versus the Mighty Hercules with Kelso Cajones. Uh, yeah. So we did like a little three stint chapter with uh, with those guys. And um, yeah, that was crazy. But I remember uh, shortly after that, I think it was uh, two shows later. So I had that match. The next show I impersonated Steve Austin. And the one after that, I think, was the one where that sort of broke the mold for you because I remember doing it, coming back to the curtain, and the first two people I see were you and Scorn, and I'd never seen you smile up until that point, but you had this treasure cat grin going, that was fucking awesome. Do you remember what I did on that show? You did a taker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I hit a damn tombstone as well. That was on, uh, and uh, it was in that, uh, he was wearing the, the bright orange jumpsuit. Spider Sam. Spider Sam, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so I did that, but that was the beginning of my career, man. And uh, yeah, obviously now we ain't in 2008. We're here 12 years later and <laughs> the groan of approval. But yeah, no, you've always been, um, professionally and personally, you've always stuck around and, and helped me out. Um, so it's kind of weird now, in the best way possible, to sort of sit here now 12 years later and be like, hey, did you ever think that I'd make it a week? No. <laughs> no, reason. I, I told to be nice to you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Don't oh. break him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that was Don't break him. Fine. Wow. Was that? And, and that was. That's like uh, I won't break him. And then yeah, a couple of sessions, I went. I'm not going to break this bastard. Yeah. yeah. This is I like you. This is lovable <laughs> four foot ten, rap scallion. Yeah. No, I, I never knew that. Was that when I got started in ring training? Yes. Okay. And so you've been, you've been around for a little while. Okay. When you actually got in the ring and started taking the bumps and learning the moves and and chains stuff like that, yeah. Well, for me, so I said, I know, you're, you're, I know you can be a bit of a prick sometimes, Ash. Just be nice to him. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Oh, okay. Well, well that, uh, I, I think, but I think that was shortly after I, um, the kid haywire that I, I choked Glenn a bit too hard because he was giving me the shits. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were just doing like training and stuff and doing bits and pieces, and um, he wasn't working. Probably. Wasn't, he wasn't working and he wasn't selling and he wasn't doing anything and I pulled him up and said if you don't do it you're going to get hurt right and his response was yeah whatever man Oh. so I whipped him off the ropes grabbed him picked him up and choke slammed him that hard on the ground onto the mat that he collapsed the lung and never came back okay <laughs> good enough reason to not come back <laughs> Yeah, there was uh, definitely some times that. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it was a little after that I got told don't don't hurt it. don't break anything. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm glad that I was. Because uh... <laughs> wasn't there two? Wasn't there two haywires? There was a younger kid that had like the green and black. No, that's him. Got that was him. Him. Yeah, that was him. Because he was after. He was sure? after me. Yeah. Okay. So it must have been. Must have been someone else. Yeah. 
Yeah, because anyway, but yeah, so that situation, I never knew that story. I never knew you were sort of given, <laughs> I guess, a memo from the boss no, being like. Boss. I like this guy. Don't break him. <laughs> no worries, all right. Cool. Well, uh. No, it. Three, four sessions in. Nah, you're cool. Yeah. Because I remember that, uh, that DVD you did, and it was ironically done with Blaze. I think he came back to do like that university assignment. He filmed that DVD. Yeah. And I still have that clip, and he asked you on the DVD, he goes, uh, what do you think when uh, Flash started? And you're like, um, oh, that's right. You go, you said, oh, I, I liked him. It was something different. And then he asked you, what do you think of him now? And you're like, he's an awesome dude. <laughs> and then you said, anyone, anyone who says otherwise, I'll pick the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah. I stand by that. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Uh, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the beginning of the origins of how we met each other. And uh, yeah, like I said, 12 years later, um, I left the company in 2013, but we stayed in contact. We managed to sort of sporadically do like one-off appearances or shows together in other federations, but it wasn't until 2019 where I'd come back and done that reunion show, did a Christmas show, and then finally inducted back home into the uh, into the graces of IPW in, in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I was saying this to a few of the other people I've interviewed. I, I feel like IPW is that, oh, that, that one place where you could have an infinite time away, but you know that as soon as you come back, a lot of the time it's pretty much that vibe of you just pick up where you left off. Yeah. And I'm sure that we'll get into it in more detail in a moment, but specifically for you at that point there wasn't a lot of guys that you had started with or had sort of made sporadic appearances i think like at some point like dallas had come in and um a few other people had sort of made appearances but it wasn't until the the famous 2010 reunion show where like a lot of people from arguably without using a better term a lot of people from yesteryear Came back and did that one-off show. Yeah. For. Kind of, uh, yeah, I faced Mason on that show. Yeah, yeah, you did. Time uh, count or time time limit withdrawal. Yeah. Um, never won a match. I've never beaten Mason. Oh really? Never. <laughs> well, I'll uh, make sure to let him know. Uh, <laughs> I faced him twice. He's beat me. No, he's faced me three times. He's beaten me twice. Drawn once. Yeah. Never a win. Son of a bitch. <laughs> How was it for you for that show? Because I know a lot of the guys that I've interviewed were the ones that were coming back, like mm-hmm. guys like um, Jethro, guys like BJ, Blake, guys like Mason. They were Zorro. all... Yeah. Zorro was there as well. Um, Kelso. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, these guys were coming back in and, and a lot of them were feeling... Some of them were feeling nervous. Some of them were like, this feels like old times, like within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. How was it for you being like one of those original guys to still be in that company, but then be told, hey, all these guys that pretty much you started with or yeah. pretty much broke your career career in with were coming back now close to almost 10 years later. What was that like for you in that show? Uh, so I liked it because we've, it's always, it sounds weird, like the locker room really isn't ego-driven at all. Yeah. We get told that a lot by um, and, you know, people coming other, other feds and come from overseas and do something like that just to say there's no ego back there everyone gets along yeah um 
Pete made mention of a couple of times, and Josh says it as well, basically, the Fed's the Fed's a mafia, mm. and then your family. You may leave for a bit, but you're always, you know, when you come back, you're still welcome as if you um, you were there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, as with all the guys that came back for the reunion show in 2010, like, no, I didn't know malice against them, right? All of them I still spoke to, I was still friends with. Yeah. I went, I'd even, I'd go to their... Their shows and the rival fed and support them and speak to them after the shows and you know this was good I didn't like that but yeah I I no one sort of ever left the fed and to, no one's ever left and, and been sort of like bad blood towards me so yeah I don't hold anything against them yeah. so it was good to sort of see all these guys again yeah, after so many years see them and catch up with them and. Nice. Jump around the ring and get nah thrown to the ground by. <laughs> so it's very Yeah. It was no, it was yeah, it's just good to sort of have a have have a play fight. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was good to get in there and, and mix it up again with guys you haven't seen. Mm. No, or been in the ring with for that for years. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, you you happened to fight Mason, I think that was before he went to Japan, I think the first time, or he was looking at going. I think, no, I think he'd been yet. Okay, yeah. So um, I think it was, well, yeah, he was He was still, I think he still owned PWQ at that point. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these guys that had come back, you had been one of the originals to stick around and... No, literally me and Matt are the, the last originals. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, and like, was, would Scorn be considered or is he sort of just mm-hmm. after... I think Scorn came in probably being about Scorn came in about three or four years. Yep. Um uh, I'd been there already three or four years before Scorn came in. But no, well I, when I joined up it was still the first name that Pete had. Yep. Which was uh, WCW Australia. Yep. Um it wasn't until we did the first Real major impact show at the Sharks. I think we changed to MIW shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Scorn came in a little while after that. I think it was right. Okay, so you guys were definitely the originals. So that was Scorn's arrival. But talk to me about your arrival because you weren't always based up here where we are now, were you? We no, were. I moved up here in '98 from Victoria. Right. Okay. And down there, I. Watch wrestling, but I didn't take partake in it. And the only time I ever saw any advertisement or posters for any wrestling shows was basically after the date of the show. Yeah. Before then, all I would, no, I'd, I'd watch WWE and I'd, I'd watch WCW and TNT Network and things like that. Yeah. Um, pretty much, and then have to wait for the pay per views to appear at the blockbuster video. Yeah, yeah. Your VHS tapes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's December. We should be getting the May show now. <laughs> um, that's sort of basically how you, 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 the pay per view would have been six months ago, but you'll go and rent it even though you know exactly what happened because they've recapped it for the past four months. Yep. Um, that was sort of basically it. The and I think the only posters ever saw down in Victoria were for um, M. M- was it MI? MCW or something? Yep. And, and AWF, the only two ones I ever saw posters for down there. Right, okay. Um, 
be that was basically and the simple same thing I only ever saw the posters after the show I was like oh. and without the internet and things like that back then it was in its infancy you couldn't find out more about them so there was no Facebook pages there was no website to go and visit there was nothing right so you saw the posters of the shows but what was the first time that you remember seeing wrestling was it as a kid or was it yeah, later as a on kid. yeah the first time the first wrestling I saw was Wrestlemania 1 Wow. Via, wow. Via satellite. Wow. At a friend's house. Wow. Because that, that that family friend, they were quite well off. And, yep. Yeah, basically we've gone over to this big this big events going, not wrestling, blah, blah, blah. So we've gone over and, yeah, watched WrestleMania being live via satellite. Yeah. To this colossal dish he had in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that size of a small car wow yeah but yeah that was the first time I saw it was live or as live as it could be by satellite yeah. first Wrestlemania and I remember as a kid watching it going this is awesome yeah and then now the only other time wrestling appeared on TV at all was like Saturday mornings yep but yeah I can't remember now, like for only for an hour it was basically it was some highlights of bits and then you see one match and that was it Right. And normally it was, it, most of the, the, the highlights would all be, so like I'll say, Hogan versus Steamboat and this versus him. And, and the only match you saw in full would be someone like um, King Kong Bundy versus Three Dwarfs. And you're like, I'd rather watch the Hogan one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I'd rather see Piper doing stuff. I'd yeah. rather see a 400-pound man sit on 80-pound people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you got to see, so. Yeah. So it wasn't until 99 when you 98 had... 98 when I moved up here. 98, okay. So it wasn't until 98 that you moved up here. Did you move up here to follow wrestling or you just needed a bit of a I sea change? I moved up here to escape what was going on down there. Right, okay. So you got out of the got out of Melbourne and was just feeling a bit tiresome, a bit over it. and mm, Not quite. More of a slumber end up dead. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. Good, good reason to move. Yeah, um, so you came up to Queensland mm. and 98... How long was it then before you discovered what was then WCW Australia and you decided to, uh, hey? It was about, I think it was, uh, that's less, less than a year before I actually found it. it was, that's because I saw it, I only read it, I saw an advert in a local paper saying, mm-hmm. had a photo of Hawk in his Hawk gear. Mm-hmm. It was WCW, WCWA. Yep. And then that was at the PCYC in Ashmore. And yep. And it was picture of, Hawk with his mask and everything on right and I thought I want to go check this out right so yeah me and, and a mate went we watched the show no this is pretty cool no I said there's no pyros there's no amazing lighting but the, what was going on in the ring was cool I really liked it yep yep so I did saw that after the show spoke to a couple of the, the guys um, one of the wrestlers was there it was actually called Grave Digger yeah he, um, I think his real name, I can't remember his real name was, <laughs> Brad or Bart or something like that. Okay. He, um, he handed me a business card and go, you should come down, check out the training one day. So, all right, yeah, cool. Mark might do that. Yep. Thinking, no, we never do that. Oh, really? <laughs> and then my mate goes, no, we should check it out. Oh, I don't know. So I was working nights at that point, being a security guard. Okay. So I was like, oh, it's going to, I'm going to have to end up. If I do this, I'm going to lose a day, one night pay, because the training was only on 
and knights and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, bugger it. Because basically you also convinced me, said, I don't, don't want to go start alone. You've got to come with me, you've got to come with me. Come right, he wants to do it in camaraderie, yeah. So I went, we went, saw Pete and said, no, I basically handed the card, the business card, and said, um, Grave Dig gave me this and said, no, you should come, come and speak to someone about joining up. Mm. And he looked at the card and went, what's this prick handing out business cards? <laughs> <laughs> so he had, he had no idea that there was a side no. operation of training cards going out. No. And so I told him, <laughs> anyway, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Pete, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, the train's actually next door. No, it wasn't next door, it was in another section but close by yeah um come back in about an hour and well I'll run you through everything like that so, yeah no worries so we came back in about an hour and it was the ring that they had then was the one that was the, the posts were cemented into the ground wow okay um the mat the mat ring itself was basically about uh, one two feet off the ground yep with all the spring and stuff underneath and no, it was the the uh, the ring, but no, four four corners, the glass front of the shop thing in this little car parked area. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, cool. So basically, Pete said, "This is this is Troy. He's my son. He'll talk you through everything." Mm-hmm. He laid and walked off. Mm-hmm. And so Troy basically gave us the spiel of, "This is what we do. This is what you'll be doing. This is how much it costs." Yep. Um, any questions? It's like no. Right. Where do we throw money? Sort of thing. Yep. And yeah, so that was the introduction to it. And basically did that. And he said, no, training. I think training was only on Tuesdays and Thursdays at that point. And he said, no, come in Tuesday, six o'clock. And we'll see how you go. No worries. And then, no. That's where I met guys like Jackaroo, Sweetass, Monk, Big Ballard. Right. And they were all there at that time before yeah, you? They yeah, were there. they were there. They were there before. I think Matt had actually joined like six, five, six months before I did. So. Oh, okay, cool. So it was not far. But in I, think there, I, I, I think they'd done like two, they'd actually, no, like four shows beforehand. That was it. Oh, right, okay. So that, the very early days for that. Um, yeah, Troll was there as well because he was actually the one that convinced Pete to start doing wrestling in Queensland. Really? Yeah. Okay. So were all the guys at that point training still, or were they all sort of learning at the same time? Um, Can you remember if they, if anyone had sort of prior experience coming in, or was everyone sort no, of... No, pretty much everybody was trained. Everybody who was there was trained up from the get-go. It was their, their first introduction to pro wrestling was this. Mm-hmm. was not via Pete and Wow, so there's a lot of names there already before you rocked up that were starting to starting to get the learn the ropes as it would be and starting to get yes. the, get their debuts on the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long was it then between you signing up? Did your mate stay with you? Or yeah, did, he but, stayed. Okay, he, he stayed around. He hung around for a very long time. Right. Okay. Um, so how long was it then before you were told, hey, you know you're your skill set's improving, you're gaining confidence in that ring. How long was it then before signing up did you get on the first show? Two weeks. Two weeks, really? Yeah. Because I already knew how to fall, I already knew how to bump, and I knew most of the moves. Like, most of the like simple holds and things like that I already knew because I'd done... I was a security guard who was also... 
I was licensed to be a, a bouncer, crowd control, security guard, security guard with weapons, and personal security. So I knew how to grab someone and twist them around. Right. But being knowing how to fall straight off the bat was very good because that that came from doing karate for a bit, bit of Wing Chun, <laughs> judo, <laughs> and other things. Yeah. I already knew how to fall down without hurting myself, so pretty much that was, oh, bad. he knows how to do this. Yeah. Next tra- uh, the first training session, I've taken bumps and stuff like that. And then the next one, they says, oh, how'd your neck feel? Fine. Right. Because I, uh, why? Says, I don't know how to fall. Okay. <laughs> but so, so you had like, I had, almost like a... I had four training sessions before I was put into a squash, getting a squash match, or I was getting squashed. Right. In, in a match. And basically, as long as I knew how to fall, that's all I needed to know. And I was on shows ever since. Wow. So did you, so you had you were sort of already into contact sport at that point before doing security work? Like you did you enjoy that? Those processes or the only one I really liked was judo. Okay. Um the other ones I don't like punching things because there's a good chance that you can break your own hand. Right. But grabbing something and grabbing something or someone and being able to throw it to the ground so it doesn't get up again, mm. that's a good advantage to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So you had the you had the holds from security work. You had the yes. the break the, the break falls from judo. Yeah. And so you had, else. Yeah. So you were two weeks in. Was that bizarre? Were you told? Yes. On the second bizarre. week. It's basically like we were having. There was a show like on the weekend. Right. And I was told on the Tuesday. Wow. Can you have a costume? Okay. Oh. What, what am I doing? We're going to give you this gimmick. Can you make something up in the next couple of days and be on the show? I said, oh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, let me know what you have by Thursday. And if, um, if it's up to scratch and pa, you're in. Okay, cool. Wow, okay. So, yeah. Uh, is this the origins of who I think it is? Yeah, and um, I hate that. Can I say the name or no? You, yeah, I'll let you get away with it because I like you. Okay. <laughs> that was the sound of a can opening, not a knife, <laughs> switch plate. So was this this the origins of Pepe? Pepe. 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 That's French. I'm okay. French. All right. I'll do it again. Pepe the Clown. Right. This is the origins of Pepe the Clown. Mm. Now, who came up with that name and that idea? Was that yours or was that contrived from? That was Pete. All Pete. Right. Oh, 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 everything about that character was the hawk. Okay. He wanted it. So he said, can you get a costume? And he said, yeah, what do you want it to look like? And that's when he yeah, pitched he it to you? Yeah, he said, I want you to be a clown. Okay. I'm like, I don't want to be a clown. He goes, it doesn't matter what you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want you to be a clown. You got to be a clown. Yeah, you had no oh, legs to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, you going to barter with? I'll leave. All right, leave. Damn it. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he came up with the concept and the name. It was all like, yep, yeah. just... That's Everything it. was his idea about it. Right, okay. And Except what he looked like, which I came up with. Okay, so that character happens, and how long do you keep that gimmick for? I had that gimmick for maybe maybe a year. Right. So and I did like maybe six, seven shows as that character, and that was it. Right, so this is what now, the, end, the tail end of 99? No, no, this would have been um, into the 2000s. Right, okay, so we've hit the Y2K, we're in the 2000s. 
Mm. You're starting to go, yeah, I'm not really feeling this character now. It's it's sort of I, not. Yeah, well, when I finally convinced Pete to let me change character. Oh, you, you really? You had to negotiate I with him? I had to negotiate with Pete. Wow, okay. Change, then he goes, oh, no, you're really over. I don't care if I'm over. I don't. It's not <laughs> me. I hate this. Yeah. And he said, basically, turn around and go, fine. Tell me, uh, basically, what do you want to be? And I said, I don't know, but I don't want to be this anymore. Yeah. I said, I really hate this. And he said, fine, come up with something. Let me know where to no. Pitch it to me, and we'll see how it goes. So I came up with what the, basically the physical appearance, face paint, costume. I had everything, but I didn't have a name for myself. So it doesn't really matter yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I haven't got a name yet, but this is what I basically want to do. And he sort of yummed and ahed for a bit, and then he finally turned around and said, fine. Give it six months, and if it doesn't work, you come back to being the clown. I said, if it doesn't work in six months, I'm walking out the door. <laughs> really? I said, I really don't want to go back to being that fucking thing. Right, okay. And it fine. Six months. Anyway, six months, then basically becomes 18 and a half years later. And wow. And still Ash. So, so were those shows weekly back then, or were they monthly? Um, we did. No. We, when I first started, we did shows every three months. We only did three four, months? Four shows a year. Was that at Southport? That was at Southport Stadium. And then we, when I started, it was that. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, we became, we went to monthly. No, it was bi, bi-monthly. Like every two months we did a show. Then it was monthly. Yep. Then we went, for some unknown reason, bi-weekly. Okay. <laughs> and we went back to monthly. Right. Okay. So... Yeah, you were told six months. Where did the concept for you, for the Ash character, generate from? Was it from an in- influx of like horror movies and pop culture and comics, or was there something that was different that you went, hey? Horror movies and things like that I like. Yep. Um, but the fact that I was a huge Taker fan, I yep. like Sting. Yep. That's what I looked like. Okay. That's a, When I first started, it was... I used to wear contact lenses as well, but that went sour on me at one point and nearly cost me an eye. What, really? Yeah. So what? So what, So you had the origins of Ash, you were in contacts. I used to wear white-out contacts. Yeah, and then what, it just went wrong one match? Um, I know, I had an injury in my eye due to work. Due to work, okay. Security still at this point? No, I, was, uh, I think I was doing building at this point. I was carpentry. Okay. I, a, I was doing something and I ended up getting like a face full of concrete dust and wood shavings and stuff. Oh, man. And, and, when you said construction, I was like, hey, is someone throwing beams at you or something, man? No, no, no. <laughs> I was just pulling something down and not knowing that it was inside was a hollow that people had just been filling up with rubbish. Right. I pulled it down and a couple of face full oh, of like yep. building scraps, nails and everything like that. Yep. And one, something that had actually scratched my eye. Mm, okay. Um, and then... Putting contact lenses in pretty much makes a petri dish for disease mm-hmm. um, if they're not perfectly clean. Yep. Unfortunately, I had been spit slack, hadn't cleaned mine, and I ended up with what they call a pseudomonas keratus ulcer. Grew in my eye. And it ate a large section of the lens, left me with a lot of scar tissue in my eye. But if it had grown to one centimetre in diameter, they were going to cut my eye out. Jesus. Due to the fact of then the virus is big enough and strong enough, it'll travel up your optic nerve and start eating your brain. Wow. It got to 0.8 of a centimetre. I had, I, had, wow. I had one mil basically around it. If it had grown one mil wide, in, I think it called in radius yep. by one mil, it would, they would have cut my eye out. And sometimes I wish they had because it hurts. Wow. I can't take bright lights or lasers. 
So the clown at this point doesn't seem too bad, <laughs> all things considered. But as saying so, the clown wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Ash is me. Although it's Ash is me turned up to 11. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm more Ash than I am that freaking clown. Yep, that guy, yeah. That guy. Yep. Um, but yeah, the... The person that came up with the name Ash, because I didn't have a name. Right. When I, because I did doing, I started Ash. Mm-hmm. The show we were doing up with Win and Manly, mm-hmm. and I can't remember who I faced. I faced someone. I think it was BJ played or something for one match. Yep. Okay. And then I quickly went backstage, changed into Ash, washed the face off, made all of the clown face paint on, put the other one on, got the color out of my hair, and it was. Um, the character then was Weird One, was in the ring against Harley Seth, and I came out to save Weird One from being beaten to death by Harley Seth, who's another guy who was there, one of the originals as well. Yep. Um, and that basically, now, I've come out and I think it was the, Mr. J. Now, what's going on? Who are you? Are you, no, you're Peppy the Clown. Why are you dressed like this? And I just said, Peppy's dead. Yep. And walked off. And that was the beginning. That was the first. That was the debut of Ash. Right. But I said I didn't have a name, and it was actually Grave Tavern that came up with the name. Right. Okay. Because um, he basically said, "What's your, what are you going to call yourself?" I have no idea, no idea whatsoever. And he says, "Let me have a think about it." And then basically he went, "You're Ash." I said, uh, "Yes, Ash with an E on the end." And I went, mm. <laughs> "Was that like derived from Evil Dead? That Ash?" Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Um, I actually think because in the the second Crow movie, okay. City of Angels, the yeah. character's name is Ash with an E. Oh, okay. So it's... So I think that's where he came... That's a cool name. I want that. Yeah. But he... No. He... No. It'll do for you. So that's where Ash as a name came from. Right. So the con- the concept of Ash is born. You've, you you experiment um, with the overall... Was it the face paint? Like, you, were you happy I with know. the costume at that point? It was just oh, the, the paint? Costume, the costume was fine apart from the, the original jacket I had was really heavy, really thick. Yep. And as I said, I prefer, I, a lot of my, the two, I've got like a couple of costumes now, but my first costume, jacket stayed on, it was a spandex, like a, not a sandex, lycra sort of looking, loose top, mm-hmm. pants with, um, a word down one leg, which was written in um, a Santi language, which is a, a, one of the clans of the vampire that no one notices. Yep. And on the other leg, I had that upside down trident symbol I have. Right. On everything that no one's even picked up on. Right. Which I think is really weird. <laughs> no one's ever, hey, that's on everything you have. No, I know. Um, <laughs> I had that, and it was on the back of the jacket as well. <laughs> I wore the jacket all the time, but the jacket wasn't light. It was more of a thick cotton mm. so where you'd be two minutes into a match and you were just drenched in sweat yeah <clears throat> so anyway yeah that was what was I talking about the the, the, oh, the, the costume you were okay with the face paint yeah, I came with the face paint um, and originally then it was just I just whited everything out and I used uh, like a dark brown burnt sort of coloured eyeshadow and basically would draw lines on my face yeah and bang contact lenses in and off I'd go and as I said 
Pete gave me six months, the ash, and so it was six months of being on a losing streak, and then another six months of still being ash, being on a losing streak, and then another six months being ash and being on a losing streak. Um, when I started Ash, because he was convinced I couldn't pull it off. Right. And he just I said, I was almost almost two years before I won a match as Ash that he finally believed, okay, well, we can do this. Wow. Um, every, before then, it was everything was either a DQ finish by my fault or it was a clean pin on me. Right. So, okay. But yeah, as with the, I said, I think there's, got, well, I got one or two photos somewhere of me with what I used to have on the face face paint stuff like that back when I started I think it's one photo of my first time that I did the makeup and we'll look at it now and go that's pathetic <laughs> <laughs> and compared to what I do now that's a sad attempt how are you yeah so you you've come up with Ash he's he's given you all right six months how long is it then before um most famously you're known for teaming up with uh, scorn and sorrow. And no, before that it was um, me, sorrow, and Lara Love. Right. So this is the original incarnation of. Uh... No, the actual first appearance of the Carnival of Darkness. Yep. Was a tag match at Sharks for Major Impact Two, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it was me and Weird One. And people, I'm gonna put you and Weird One together. You're going to be a tag team. We're going to, and you go, we're going to call you the Carnival of Darkness because of the back history of you guys apparently being at the, from the circus and stuff. I said, yep, all right, no worries, cool. We did the match and it sucked. Right. Like the two guys that we got put up against was uh, Frost, but not the Frost we have now. Sure, yeah. A different Frost and it was Frost and Maverick. And these were two spot monkey guys that could do amazing spots and nothing else. Okay. So we got to, got a job to these guys because they're going to be... They're going to be big. Okay, no worries. So they did this that show, one other, and then disappeared. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, me and Weird One did the job, did what we were supposed to do, went backstage, and people went, that was shit. You guys aren't going to do this no more. So I said, what do you mean? He goes, I'll tell you guys up again. That's it. The carnival of ideas gone. Okay, cool. No worries. Go on to the next show. Well, so he was over it already. That was it. Wow. It was over it straight away. Yep. It was the first time. didn't work. You guys had, we didn't have any chemistry together. Okay. Anyway, it was a couple of years, well, about a year or so later, we were doing a show in Southport, and I was, can't remember what the show was. I think it was me. It was a mixed tag match. Me and Sarah J versus Lara Love and someone else. Okay. Yep. And... We got told, yeah, we're going to do bye-bye. I said, you guys are going to lose. Yeah, okay, no worries. I don't care. No, been losing for 12 months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's, at the end of the match, I want you to grab Lara and drag her off. Okay. I said, why? He goes, you'll find out. Okay, no worries. So, end of the match. Now, this is, of course, I'm tagged up with Sarah J. Mm-hmm. At the end of the match. Now, we lose. Um, I jump, whoever the guy was, I can't remember. Sarah J jumps, Simon, no, Sarah J jumps, Lara, Shannon, Lara Love from behind. Bang, knocks him down. I grab Shannon, drag her out of the ring, put her over my shoulder and go. Right. The next time, next show, I'm basically, what the point of that was? He goes, I'm going to tag you and Lara Love up. I said, why? 
Because mm. she wants to, she said she wants to turn heel and be a good example. So she, she wanted to go a bit sort of gothicy. Okay. So that was the start. Was me and Shannon as a mixed tag. We weren't called the Carnival at that point. And we did one. We did one show. People like, give it one show, see how it works. We did one show and we gelled good because Shannon's cool. I like Shannon. She was always friendly. To me. Yep. Did good. Did well. After the match, he goes, I like that. I'm going to keep you two together. He goes, we might chuck that other new guy in. What new guy? Ah, oh, Sorrow, Garth. Right. Like, oh. So yep. Garth got brought in. And then it was three of us. And then it was me. Garth, and then basically then that's, we got, and Pete said, going to use that Carnival of Darkness name again. And I'm going to put it on you guys. Okay, cool. So that's where it was. It was me, Sorrow and Garth for quite a few months. And then um, we brought... Then Scorn came into the mix. Yep. Scorn came in originally as my bodyguard. Okay. And he had he, the only person I knew a bodyguard who actually had a valet. <laughs> Best of both worlds. <laughs> it's like I've got a bodyguard and my bodyguard's got a valet. Uh, <laughs> that makes no sense. But yeah, he came in and then she came in pretty much the next show. But me, I mean, Shane could tag on it, and we must have convinced people really well that me and Shannon were an item because we do like a match would go on let's, let's say Sorrow was in a match and we'd be out there and we'd dance and flirt and with each other and, and act as if we were a couple or in a relationship we weren't yeah we never were that way yep but it, we put that across to people and I remember we had a Wheel of Fate match yeah. And I remember speaking to Pete. I said, what happens if I get rolled up with Sorrow or, or Shannon? That won't happen. Oh, no. And the first match was Ash versus Lara Love. <sighs> and I thought, oh, this is... Oh, oh man. And like, I've, it's, it's first roll Ash. My music's played. I've walked out, got in the ring and thought, it's going to be one of the two. I know it's going to be one of the two. Spin the wheel. Tick, tick, tick. Lara Love. And I've gone, oh, man. What am I going to do? <laughs> wow. And she's come out with the thought... I don't know what the hell mm. she's come in we basically got in face close to face to face and she just goes hit me but be sorry about it mm. I said, got it so any move I do to her bang and immediately if I knocked her down I'd really drop to my knees and I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to please forgive me and she just turned around straight and clocked me in the face or, or pushed me away yeah and we did that for the entire match and it worked okay and so that was fun yep but then when Shannon left... What year was this? What, day, what year uh, did she leave? This was just before... Like, I think it was... I can't remember the date. It was just a little while after the Dog Riot show, which I, which I can't remember the date of that was. But she... 2002, 2003? Uh, maybe 2003. We'd be around 2003, maybe okay. late 2000... Or early 2004, maybe. Something like that. Wow, okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, so... When she did leave, yep, I get people in the crowd going, "Oh, did you and Lara break up?" Wow, and, they fully bought into and it. And they really bought into it. And I thought, "Wow, we really pulled this off." Yeah, but yeah, a couple of times I've well, I've lost contact with her just through distance and time and things like that. Mm-hmm. But every now, I, I did reach out to her at the um for the two thousand the no, two thousand the ten year reunion show and said, "I'd love it if you could come." Yep, and she replied back with, "I can't." So I can't get the time off work or she couldn't get the available time. I can't do it. Yeah. she wanted to. And I think I 
that was uh, 20, 10 years ago now. Mm. I think I only corresponded with her about two or three two or more times after that, and then she just sort of I lost contact with her completely. Yeah. Just sad because I said, I like Sharon, she's fun. Yeah. Okay, so that's the that's the original version of the Carnival Darkness. Mm. It started with a weird one, didn't gel. Then I've like a couple of like maybe a year down the track. Mm. Hey, we got Shannon, Lara Love, and we got Sora Garth. Yeah, and then yeah, so Scorn came in, and I think also then you brought in. Then it started getting weird. <laughs> we got. Man, you already like, got a security guard in the valet. How much weirder can it get? <laughs> like Coyote came in, Sedan wow. came in. Checkers came in. Yeah. And then um, I think it was three or four more others. And I'm like, what the hell's going on, Pete? Right. Or making a big faction versus another big faction. I'm like, okay, cool. I can get with the idea of big faction warfare. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that I did bang, it stopped. I was like, what happened? And he goes, oh, the person who was in charge of the other faction, which was called One Enterprises, which was a weird one. Yep. Didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. That. So then the carnival then shrunk again. Um, mm. But yeah, we ended up with uh, half the roster was basically us. The other half of the roster was either weird one or weird, weird enterprises or in a solo individual. Yeah. But yeah, we, that's where uh, we've, when we're doing all that stuff, the, the warfare, and, uh, when we first started and basically we, we'd beat up people to the hell of it. It was fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's when I've had the first carbonate match against Saxon. Yeah, Chris Saxon, yeah. I, I love Saxon, he's awesome. The most unlucky man in the universe, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a cargo match with Chris Saxon, who is arguably, and uh, to this day, still one of the most charismatic performers I've ever seen. And instant heal. He would generate heat like nothing else. The it was nuts. Like he was a nicely, well, def- well, good definition, well-built, blonde hair, blue-eyed bloke that Basically, when he came out, people should cheer. He looked like a, uh, a handsome surfy guy, but yeah, behind this dude. And we started him off trying to be a face mm-hmm. in the company. Yeah. But something happened. I don't know what it was or how it happened. All of a sudden, the crowd hated him. The moment he appeared, just booze. It got to one point, the moment his music started, people started screaming boo and hiss and F you and everything, all these obscenities because they hated him so much. Like, he hasn't even walked out the curtain. Wow. What the hell's going on? And just that beginning with his music, boom, straight away. It was like, and he, so, he, so he fell on that. He turned around and go, I'm going to go for the, I'm an arrogant bastard. Yeah. Everyone loves me. That was his idea. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, me and Saxon had a couple of matches together and he was always fun. Fun. He was. Want to try this? Yeah, cool. No, let's do it. You might get hurt back here. <laughs> oh, so he's up for anything. Yeah, he was up for anything. That's a bit sweet. I'll go for that. Yep. You want to put me into what sort of shape? Cool. You want to try and make me shelve my own head? Yeah, cool. I'm in for that, mate. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did all that sort of stuff. I, had car- we had, I faced him a couple of times before him. We did car- a match and a couple of bits after that. But, mm. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he was fun. Yeah, man, he was, uh, I think I joined just on the cusp before. Uh, I think he'd actually come back for one or two matches when you did join. Yeah. And he, he disappeared again. Yeah, he came back because I remember seeing him, I think there was a stint there where he started doing some, I think one or two maybe at the Bicentennial mm-hmm. Centre, 
But I definitely remember when we trained, when we transferred over to the training facility, he'd come back in and he had the sparkly cane and that blue glitter yeah. went fucking everywhere. Yeah. My original costume that I've had matches with him against still has glitter embedded in them. Uh, <laughs> and you can sit there and bash it and you can see his golden blue glitter sparkles everywhere. I'm like, God damn it, Saxon. Man, every time I see... Uh, Blue glitter. I always hear his things like that. Yeah. So you've had you having matches with Saxon. You had a cargo net match. Yeah. Which sounds bizarre. What what's involved in a cargo net match? It's a twist on a on a ladder match. Okay. Belts held up up over the ceiling. You got to climb a cargo net which is suspended above the ring. Yeah. And you need a chair. You need a chair or a ladder or something to actually get to the cargo net. You got to climb the cargo net. Yep. Grab the belts. Open. Right. That's how it works. Okay. Um, it's just a, a, as I said to twist an on a ladder match just to give it a bit extra sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've taken part in two of those. One was against Saxon. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was I think it was. It was me and Sorrow versus the kid, which is Mitch Finch back then. Yeah, the kid. Wow. And Zero. Okay. Which was, he was called Checkers back yep. then. So Mitch McCarthy and Mitch McCarthy. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and Jesse. Yep. Um, yeah. It was versus them. And I think, yeah, we, that was the second one I did where I get down and I nearly killed Mitch. <laughs> What? I nearly killed Mitch with the, the table spot from the top, but Oh you planned a spot and it didn't didn't go. It didn't perfect? quite go. Like okay. I've done it with Saxon. Yeah. Pulled it off a tee. Did it with the kid and it didn't quite come off the same and he nearly ended up with a broken neck, but he was okay. Well, well it was, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there's a choke slam from the top yep. of the cargo net through a table. And we've I've grabbed him, hooked him over my sh- like holding on the rope, hooked him over over my shoulder mm-hmm. and go to jump off yep. to go through the table and choke slam him through the table and either the net wasn't tight enough or we didn't time the launch at the same time but we didn't get out away from the net quite enough right to land square and safely on the table so mm-hmm. we've actually landed I smashed the table with my shoulder he smashed the table with the side of his head. Oh. <laughs> we didn't actually land on the table, we landed on the edge of the table. And it bang and hit, boom. And I just, I remember, I remember seeing him hit before I did. Yep. And I just bang, boom. And I do this, oh man, that hurt, that hurt. And I, hurt. And I look at him and he's just, he wasn't moving properly. And I went, are you okay? Mm. He's gone, yeah, just leave me here for a bit. I'll be right. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going, we can't, next spot. And he went, <laughs> but he was okay but yeah I was that split second of because he said he, he basically his head hit the table the mm. rest of his body didn't right okay so it was like fuck yeah so shortly after the two cargo net matches mm. what year are we in now are we oh. in like 2005 at this point 2006 uh, honestly I couldn't tell you okay <laughs> So you start doing shows out of the Southport, yep. and then for a brief stint there, you took it back to. Um, well, did you stay at Southport? I should say until mm. you went to the ring at the Bicentennial Center, or was there another venue in between? Um, we did a couple of shows here and there in different places like Kidman Wable and, and 
Weird and Manly and things like that. Yep. But um, the yeah, we pretty much then we we were doing shows at Southport and then we took a bit of hiatus for a while. Well, we because we had a big pile of people who just I'm too banged up, I can't do this anymore. They they left, and that's when we um trained up a big pile of new people and we did a show at Southport RSL. Yep. And that was when we changed to IPW as well. So the so the major impact had already happened at this point. Major impact. We'd done the shows at Southport and at Southport Sharks. We did a couple of there, but then we went back to Southport Stadium, which is now gone. Yep. Um, and we did shows there, you know, junkyard bashes and everything else, and the dog riot and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Oh, sorry, beach riot, not a dog. Riot. It was a beach riot that turned into a dog riot. Right. Um, <laughs> Why did it turn into a dog ride? Was there little um, dogs there? I'm, I'm not going into that. Okay. Suffice to say that incident yep. gave rise to a, another wrestling company called XSE, which started in Queensland. Okay. Um, for anybody who knows about that little um, incident that occurred and what the fallout from that, mm. kudos to you. For those who don't know, ha-ha, I'm not telling. Yep. <laughs> That could be a story for another time for someone else to tell. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but yeah, we, we took a break for a while, and that's when we relabeled ourselves IPW, and that's when I went to more the skull face and the, the more the, the, the other purple-black costume with the buckles and zippers and everything on it. Yeah. Do you remember why the name change came about, or was it just an unsort um, of spoken thing? Because we'd done stuff with IPW in New Zealand. Yeah. We were major impact. We'd we gone back and forth. In, uh, a couple of guys had gone to New Zealand, a couple of guys from New Zealand come to us. We'd done back and forth, back and forth. And after the the, the dog right and everything like that had occurred, and, and, and um, some people had left, and we had a huge, large group of new guys all join up at once. Yeah. Peaked around and said, um, We're going to take a break. Get these guys all trained up and then burst out with something new. And I think it was Matt that came up with the idea of the one we join up with IPW New Zealand, and we can basically use have their talent and our talent, and we can go back and forth and do shows back and forth with each other. Yeah. And I think no, typically um denard and um denard, and then finally it sounds like a good idea, so that's what we did. Okay. Because um, Chuck, the guy who originally was behind IPW New Zealand. He'd come and done shows for us, and um, Johnny Invincible would come as well, and um, a couple of other ones, guys had come over as well and done shows with us. So we did that, and that's also where we came up with the idea of the South, why the South Pacific title was what it was. Yeah. It was someone from New If we've got hold of it, our title hold, the South Pacific title holder is in Australia. Someone from New Zealand has to come over, face them for it. If they win, they take the title back over to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Then if we want to defend, get the title back, we've got to send someone over to New Zealand, face them there, and then we can take the title back. Otherwise, it stays here until it gets the the title holder gets beaten by someone from IPW Australia. Yeah, yeah. That was the idea behind that. Yep. That, that's how sort of IPW came about. We did. We came, um, yeah, our first IPW show was at Southport RSL. Did all right. Had good numbers, but unfortunately, um, one of the interstate talents we got stepped over the line and did some no-nos during his match, which were, and so we were told, you're not welcome back. Right. So that was also the, the birth of the table called Christine, that wouldn't die. 
I remember that table. I remember that still being there when I joined up. Yeah, that really um, thick table. It was a normal table. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a normal table with the um, bracing and the legs and everything like that it's supposed to have. But somehow this table survived. I think it was... I can't remember who was put on it. But I think Cruz was on the table. Okay. And Sweet Ass and Island Boy on each corner. Wow. Jumped off, wow. landed on the table, and all it did was bend and flick everybody off. Wow. That table just wouldn't that table wouldn't die. Like it it's it survived four or five like table ladder shares match, this table match, this match, hardcore match, it survived and survived and I think it only actually ended up breaking I think through old age. <laughs> but wow. yeah. I can't remember who actually ended up breaking that table, but whoever it was, I killed that curse. <laughs> but as I said, it, it wouldn't die. It got no, guys would try everything. Mm. Now, even the, like, I think it was Monk even tried to break it. And Monk was a big boy. Yeah, he was. Like, he, you could break a surfboard over his head. Jesus. <laughs> and he's done a, like, a running spear into it. And the guy ducked out of the way. So he's just piled it up. And all the table did was just bend. Flick. Wow, it, fl- it flicked the monk off it as well. It flicked the monk off. It's like, how the hell is this thing? We're going to get an exorcist. We're going to have to kill this table. <laughs> but yeah, that was the, that was the, we did that show. And that mm-hmm. was also, um, shortly after that, the first XSC show was as well. Yep. Um, a lot of the guys from the first IPW show um, was the guys like Mason, uh, Mark Davis, who's gone on. Uh, Soul, AJ Istria, yep. guys like that were on us. They did that one show for us and then, uh, then they've done the split and gone and started PWAQ. Right, okay. So we're at this point in time. This is about 2007? Something like that. Yeah, okay. So a bunch of them have decided, hey, you know, we're not, we don't like what's going on here. We're going to leave. Yeah. What was? Do you remember that moment? Like, obviously, there was a lot of upset in terms of like anger and annoyance and this sort like, of camaraderie. There was no anger from me. Like, I basically, where'd they go? Right. So you were unaware that this was even occurring at that point. No, I didn't even know what was happening. Like, basically, they've done the one show and then the next training session. Like, none of the guys were there. Okay, cool. Next training, session, still none of the guys were there. It's like, and I said, where the hell are they go? And people, they quit. And I said, and he goes, that's it. All right, no worries. Raw nerve, not pushing that. Right, yeah, it was kind of that unspoken rule that if yeah. if Hawk didn't want to talk about something, you you, you, you left it alone. Yeah, you didn't push. You definitely didn't push the issue. Okay, so now we're heading into two thousand eight, and this is the part where little old me joins the fold. And they've talked about the dance off earlier in the episode. We talked about coming in with a jumper, and we talked about eventually you and I becoming friends. But uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for joining us here. Hi, uh, everybody. Yeah. So I, I do that Undertaker match, and it was shortly thereafter that we did, I think it was a two-stint show. We were, were talking just before we started recording at the beginning, and we were trying to work out whether it was a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, Sunday, but it was definitely a show before that, and it may have been... I think I had to take a match that same show, but later on in the night, I'd come back out as myself to manage Blaze and Fury, the rogues, against Pirates and Ninjas are Totally Awesome, which was Pirate Burns and Ninja Fury. Fury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had a match, and 
it was an awesome tag team match. But then the I think it was the Sunday we went up to Wynnum, and we had the the cameras set up there. We had a I think we had a wheel. I'm not sure if every match was a wheel, but there was I think a couple of them were were from wheel. Yeah, wheel of fate. Yeah, I think it was for like maybe a uh, like a battle royal or something. It was a wheel yeah. battle royal something like that. Anyway, you were telling me just before that uh, there was a a, uh, a spot that I did on um, Pirate Burns that I don't remember. I remember the conversation backstage because I was still getting to know, like you and I were sort of on the like we were we were talking, but we weren't like you know, call up, be friends like yeah. we are now. And I was still getting to know Matt. Scorn was kind of associated with you fully at that point and anything that you laughed at, he laughed at. Yeah. Um, kind of knew Brandy Alexander and Bella, but I wasn't like really into it, like into being their friends at that point. Like I still was trying to break the ice with those guys. But yeah, Blaze Fury were obviously my friends. You were starting to become a friend. And then I remember a conversation being like, Hey, you should go out there and pirate the pirate. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah, the the pirate the pirate. Well, getting someone to pirate is a kick in the shins. Yeah. And a poke in the eye, causing <laughs> them to hold their leg, hold their eye, and <laughs> yeah. hop around going, ah, ah. Mm. <laughs> he said, you should do this to the pirate, pirate birds. And you, oh, I don't know, maybe. And it's funny, we, me and Matt convinced you to do it. It'll be funny. Yep. So we, yep, cool. And we worked. Now the idea worked out. The spot you're going to do it, this is going to be sweet. And it was good. The best idea was the fact you did it right where the camera was pointing. So we've got a clear view of this. Always got an eye for that and camera. We're, we're, we're backstage looking at the camera and Pirate Burns was beating on, I think it was Blaze, yep. actually. Uh, he's he done dirty, beating on Blaze, and you've come running up behind him and you gave him like a, a smack on the back like a forearm at the back, and he just turned around and basically did the whole thing of arms out. What are you going to do, little man? Yeah. And you kicked him in the shin and you <laughs> poked him in the eye. And, and as I backstage, me, I'm sitting there and I'm laughing and Sweet Ash just goes, he just pirated the pirate. <laughs> and we watch you then duck under the ring. Mm. And then the pirate burns are selling what you've done and he sort of stops selling and looks around because you disappeared. Yep. And... I don't know if you'd planned it or it'd just been that's awesome timing. You popped back out when his back was turned and you waited and you stood there and he's turned around and the moment you turned around, you kicked him in the shin again and you poked him in the eye again. <laughs> and he ran off. And he just, he, he's doing the same thing, selling the poke in the eye, doing the, the pirates, doing another pirate. Yeah. And I remember turning to Sweet House, he goes, he double pirated the pirate. This is awesome. And... Hawks, Pete's just sitting there, and he went, "That's stupid." Yeah. And I said, "Yes," and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Matt were pissing ourselves laughing, going, "This, that's gold." I, I so, I don't even know if we've got a footage of it or anything. I don't know. So we were, we were, me and Matt were fucking hysterics, <laughs> laughing our ass off about this double party in the pyre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when when you've, everything's come back and I think Pipe Burns goes his head was that was awesome <laughs> no one's ever done that before oh man and, and I think yours was, uh, was I'll, I didn't know if I fucked it up so I thought I'd do the spot again yeah <laughs> yeah no I do remember that story now yeah yeah it was a suggestion from you guys of being like hey you, you should pirate the pirate and I thought that 
Pirate Burns would get offended if I suggested it because I didn't have the experience or the the downright goal to sort of suggest spots to veterans and that's sort of against the grain. But when it was overheard and when it was, I think I think Pirate Burns even said to me at one point, he said, oh, does your, because he was looking at Blaze and Fury and they were obviously working out their match and he goes, oh, does your, do you do anything? Do your, does your mate get involved? And I said, oh, sometimes. And he's like, well, if I chase after you, do you want to do something? Mm. And that's when I'm like, uh, can I pirate you? And he goes, what's pirating? And I went, oh, I'm going to kick you in the shin and poke you in the eye. And, he's, and he just looked at Ninja Fury. And Ninja Fury, I think his wrestling name now is Liam Fury. He was always super cool. Not to say that yeah. Pirate Burns was mean to me, but mm. he was like, click straight away. And he was like, dude, that's... And like, even he in his ninja mask was sitting there like vibrating. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, he's laughing in there. And he's like, that's fucking... All he heard was... <laughs> it was like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> and you're like, what and the fuck? Jingle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just vibrating on the spot like one of those like dancing Santas or something. And um, he's like, yeah, that's great, man. So I did it once. Yeah. And it... So, like, one, I think I think the reason I did it twice, sort of look vaguely remembering now... I remember the people I did in front of the first time reacted, but I think I vaguely remember hearing on the other side of the of of the building. Not that it was a big building, but just the other side. Someone being like, "Why are they laughing? What did he do?" And I went, oh, "Okay, cool. Well, they obviously didn't see it." So I crawled under the ring, and it just so happened that when I crawled out of the ring, he had actually come, I think, to the center center side of the ring. So he'd come around to pretty much near proximity to where I was, which yeah. just worked out perfectly. Yeah. And I thought, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do it again and did it again. And then I literally was like, well, that's all I got planned. And then I just hid under the ring for like 90% of that match. <laughs> Worst manager of the ropes yeah. ever. Do my stuff and just smoke bomb out of there. But yeah, I remember that show and yeah, then like we started sharing the locker room um, for quite a period of time there, and um, 